Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week, it's my mid-season update. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Welcome once again to my weekly podcast, and my thanks to those of you listening via the Patreon page. I really appreciate your support. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers, and in return, you gain access to additional content and support from me. These start from as little as $1 per month, so I believe with the regular quality content I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. If you've not yet started beekeeping and you're looking for help and assistance, pop over to my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk forward slash get started and I'll do all I can to help you out with suggestions and recommendations for you. As usual, I'll leave any relevant links for this week's podcast in the show notes. So, with our local schools about to kick out for their summer holidays and our politicians about to go off on their summer recess, I figured it would be a good time to sum up how the season has progressed so far by way of a school report. I remember those school reports I received when I was a kid. Just the thought of them sends a shiver down my spine now. I never really looked forward to them at all, and confronting my parents with that envelope was always something of a worry. Anyway, I've divided my school report into several sections, just like the subjects at school, and I'll talk a little about each one in turn. Our first subject for review is honey production. Well, I'm sorry to say that the early season efforts to produce honey were set back somewhat by the beast from the east, that very cold spell of weather that hit us really hard here in East Anglia. It set back our colonies by several weeks when they should really have been expanding super fast. They were left shivering and huddled up in their clusters, waiting out the coldest spring for some time. The effect of this was to leave us with smaller colony sizes at the time our main foraging crop in the spring, oilseed rape, was in full flower, and we were unable to take full advantage of it until the very end of the flowering period, when the bees finally got out and produced a small surplus to stash away in the supers. Production was down some way on our previous year, leaving me a little worried about how the rest of the season would pan out, as honey production for me, although on a small scale, is still an important part of what I do. I think if we're giving a grade for each topic, I'll have to start with a poor D. I really must try harder next year. Moving on to the next topic, let's talk increase and queen rearing. As the remnants of the beast from the east faded away, we again had a late start with our queen rearing. Checking my records, we appear to be around four weeks later this year than the previous year. However, once we got started, things moved along at a fairly good pace. I was able to split a few colonies to help replace winter losses and build up colonies to the point that they were ready to produce a small summer crop for me, which is yet to be taken. I organised a queen-rearing course in late May, which was well attended, and that was the catalyst for my own queen-rearing programme. We tried grafting, the NECO method, queen cell cutouts, the cell punch method, courtesy of BB Ware, who supplied the cell punch frame, 
and the regular artificial swarm method, which is possibly the easiest process of the lot. We've had mixed results as usual. Grafting produced the highest percentage number of takes with the Nico method close behind. A regular supply of newly mated queens has helped us with our program of increase and now sees us fast approaching 100 colonies. There were, again, many learning outcomes within the whole queen-rearing program. Grafting is actually easier than it looks. It's all about practice, and that applies to most things, marking queens as well, if that is something that you want to do. I mark all of my queens. It helps me spot supersedure or other new queens in the colony, for instance. I've had mixed results with introducing queens this season so far. A couple of times I've missed supersedure queens in colonies, which I assumed were already queenless, and as a result my newly produced queens have been killed by the dominant queen that was already in the colony. I'd like to think it's a mistake I won't make again, but I can't promise that. I'm sure I'll get it wrong many more times, it's just the nature of me and my beekeeping, I think. The method of increase I used mostly this spring and into the summer was the two nukes from one parent colony. You may have seen the video that I produced demonstrating the process. It's available on my YouTube channel and I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. It's a method that works really well for me and if you're producing queens as well, there's no need to wait for queen cells to be created either by the main colony or the nukes themselves. You just do the split and introduce a new queen a couple of days after you've split the colony. This has worked superbly well for me this year and I've filled many nuke boxes with this very simple process. The nukes grow really quickly and most have now been transferred into full-size hives. They continue to develop and I'm sure they'll be just fine to go through the winter this year. Possibly the single biggest success this year was the removal of the swarm from the bird box. Again, there's several videos showing the sequence of this available on both my YouTube channel and also and exclusively on my Patreon page. This colony not only outgrew the bird box, but immediately filled the nuke box that it was transferred into. Subsequent to that, we transferred it into a full-size hive. They filled that brood box. They then swarmed, produced their own replacement queen, and have now filled an additional brood box of foundation with fully drawn combs stuffed full of honey. They're unbelievably productive. Obviously, I have a could do better with the swarm prevention part of this section of the report, but overall it was fascinating to see them grow and develop. So grading this section, I think it would be fair to give myself a B-. It's been a pretty good effort, but there is obviously room for improvement. Some of the conditions were beyond my control, the weather and that kind of thing, but there were areas I think I could have made a much better fist of it. The next topic is disease control and integrated pest management. Something I'm sure you will know that I'm always banging on about is managing disease in colonies, keeping your bees healthy, and that's a sure way of maximising not only the return from them by way of honey crop and any increase that you want to make, but it also keeps everything positive and happy in the beekeeper's mind. We didn't have many issues with pests, such as mice and woodpeckers, early in the season because we'd already taken steps to secure our hives last winter. Something I have noticed recently is an increase in activity of green woodpeckers in and around a couple of my apiaries, and so I'll definitely be securing hives again this autumn and into the winter months. 
I'm pleased to say we've had no problems with the two statutory notifiable diseases here in the UK. That's American foul brood and European foul brood. All colonies have been clear and I've performed regular monthly disease inspections by shaking the bees off all of the frames to check closely. Where I have had a problem is with some of the other brood diseases, in particular chalk brood and sack brood. They seem to have been more prevalent this year. I have one colony that's really struggling with chalk brood. They were full of chalk brood in the spring, so I decided to cull the queen and replace her. Once she'd been removed from the hive, all of the chalk brood disappeared. I guess creating a brood break helps with this, as the fungal infection then doesn't have any young brood to infect, so it disappears as the workers remove the chalk-like lumps from the cells where it has killed the older larvae. The colony was given a replacement queen and she's recently started laying again and guess what? Chalk brood has reappeared throughout the colony. I think the next step is to replace the hive parts with some fresh clean equipment and maybe even carry out a shook swarm on them before it gets too late and see what effect that has on them. I really don't want them to die out. I've documented fully the problem I've been having with chronic bee paralysis virus. Uh, Just the one colony, but it has really taken hold, and I'm now contributing to the research project being led by Professor Giles Budge at Newcastle University here in the UK. I sent them some samples this week, so hopefully it will help them gain a better understanding of the virus and offer up some practical help to us beekeepers. Another issue that I have is that wax moth seems to persist in some of my colonies. I keep cutting out the wax moth larvae from the capped brood when I see them, but it still seems to be getting in somehow. Maybe it's the weather conditions this year, but they do seem to be on the increase, particularly this year. I'll just have to keep looking out for them and keep up the fight with them. Next week, I'll chat more fully about my integrated pest management system and what I do to try to keep my bees as healthy as possible. Overall, it's been a pretty good effort, so I'm going to give myself a B+. There's always room for improvement with pests and diseases, of course. Equipment, planning and maintenance, that's the next section. I guess it could be seen as a bit of a boring topic really, but absolutely essential for a positive season. I've been very lucky this year as I've had some great help and support from Pete. He's a beginner beekeeper who's swapped his time to help me clean and scrape and wax and generally repair kit in exchange for a couple of hives full of bees. We got so much equipment cleaned and ready that I pretty much had everything to hand that I've needed just at the time that I needed it. I don't think I've ever been in this position before. Something I did fail miserably with was a couple of brood boxes full of old wax comb left at my National Beehives apiary. You might recall from some of our videos that we moved all of the colonies away from this apiary so that we could help with repair and renovation of the area with new bases for the hive stands and some fresh wood chip to walk and kneel on. This was all courtesy of the landowner. But the problem was, I left two brood boxes behind and completely forgot about them. And I've just realised why I have an ongoing wax moth problem. I keep breeding them, it seems. The two boxes were absolutely full of wax moth. Fortunately, there were no other hives at this site, so the wax moth couldn't get into any other colonies. Nicely isolated, and now the chickens have enjoyed a hearty meal of wax moth larvae, but it does leave me with more equipment to clean. I guess I'll have to have a chat with Pete again. I've had a couple of questions about the types of hives I use recently. I suspect that like most beekeepers, initially I acquired some second-hand kit when I first got started, 
And that in the UK generally tends to be the national beehive. It's the most popular around the UK, I suspect. Then I bought into the commercial beehive. It's the same footprint as a national beehive, but has a larger brood box area, allowing for more room for stores, which means I can overwinter more easily on a single brood box. Last year, we were fortunate enough to get some sponsorship from Maysmore Apiaries, who supplied us with some commercial poly hives to try out, and they've been a real success for us. And this year, we've been trying out some Honeypore Langstroth poly hives from Happy Valley Honey, and I'm really liking using them so far. Anyway, I suspect there'll be a fair bit of cleaning to do in the near future, so I'll be looking to Pete for another helping hand. Overall, a fairly decent effort, so I'm going to pitch it at a straight B. Although not a beekeeping topic in itself, I thought I might add a section for videos and podcasts. It's been another busy season so far. The video production has been fairly consistent, three videos a week generally, with two each week going exclusively to my Patreon supporters on my Patreon page. Adding the podcast has been quite an effort, really. I tend to take a full day to script, record and edit it. And then, of course, I need to upload it and do all of the admin behind the actual recording. And to be honest, I'm still a beginner when it comes to the podcast, but the feedback generally has been very positive. And this is podcast number 24. So I'm really pleased I've been able to keep up to the commitment and effort that I said I would right at the very beginning. I could do more with my online blog on my website, and that needs some focus. But overall, we're doing some pretty good work, I think, and helping beekeepers around the world improve and extend their beekeeping knowledge and experience. That probably sounds a little self-indulgent, so I apologise if it comes across that way, but I really do love helping beginner beekeepers get the very best out of their hobby. Please do stay listening and watching over the coming weeks and months as I have a really exciting new beekeeping project coming up that I would love you to get involved with. School report grade for this section? I think a B plus. So that's the end of the school report. I think I'm going to give myself a B grade for my mid-season report. I'm sure there's room for improvement, but I'm happy with the way everything is progressing. The bees seem happy and healthy, and that fits in very nicely with the way I'm feeling too. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for hanging around until the end of the podcast, and please do keep the comments coming. I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Sweet.